Sunday with your host Gregory Muncy on the Lakeshore's 92.7 The Van. Gregory talks with area business owners, civic leaders, as well as other folks in the region to find out what's happening in the Saugatuck Douglas area. Saugatuck on Sunday is being brought to you by Charming Saugatuck Rentals, The Interurban, Back to the Future, and Mill Pond Realty. And now Gregory Muncy with Saugatuck on Sunday on the Lakeshore's 92.7 The Van. Sunset key. Hey, tell me you love me under a big old palm tree. I'm not with the locals, a toast to the setting sun. Walk them back right around the island with the one I love. With the one I love. Good morning and happy Sunday. This is Saugatuck on Sunday on the Lakeshore's 92.7 The Van. Thank you for joining us this morning as we broadcast live high above land sharks in beautiful downtown Saugatuck. I'm Patty Beery from It Is What It Is, waking up with you as we're trying to find the sun coming up over the hill on Butler Street. This is Saugatuck on Sunday with Gregory Muncy, but without Gregory. Don't worry, it's only temporary and Gregory will be back. As uh, many of you know, Gregory is running for a seat on the city council, and due to the FCC regulations, he's not able to be on air until after the election. Excuse me. In the meantime, Saugatuck on Sunday is going to be hosted by several guest hosts, and we will do our very best to fill Gregory's shoes, bring you the information on what's going on in the area. And Gregory is still here. He's working behind the scenes, coaching us, and um, he's trying to keep us all informed and on track with Saugatuck on Sunday. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Charming Saugatuck Rentals, three beautiful rentals in Saugatuck and Douglas. You can go to their Facebook page, Charming Saugatuck Rentals, and book your stay today. The Interurban your go-to to to get to where you want to go to in the Saugatuck Douglas area, and it only is $1. Give them a call at 269-857-1418. We're also sponsored by Back to the Fuchsia Flower Shop. Um, Original and creative design for any occasion. Their phone number is 269-857-2962. Or go to www.backtothefuchsia.net. You can also find out what your home is worth and find your dream home with Laura Durham from Mill Pond Realty. She's Saugatuck's homegrown, nationally recognized realtor with over 40 years of experience. Give her a call at 857-1477 or visit www.millpondrealty.com. I'd also like to thank our producer over there at 92.7 The Van and let you know that the podcasts are available online at www.927thevan.com. So you can listen anytime. You can also visit um, our Facebook page at Saugatuck on Sunday. 
It is just after 7 a.m. It's a cool 64 degrees already, and uh, we're expecting the high to reach around 73 today. It's a perfect day for a day trip to Saugatuck. You can come and eat and shop and walk around. Lots to see and do. This morning we have to talk about... (laughs) It's early. (laughs) This morning we've got a lot to talk about. Um, We will have Phyllis Eif from the Inner Urban with us this morning and Andy Losick, who is a teacher at Hamilton Elementary. Lots of information, good information coming up. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because we have a great show for you this morning. But first, let me introduce my co-host. Let's get the disco ball down. Look at her go. Here she comes. (laughs) She got the moves. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, Sherry White. Thank you. Sherry White is um, from Spectators. She is a good friend and sister of mine. And I would like to just... Say, I'm really happy to see you here bright and early this morning with me being my partner in crime. Happy to be your partner in crime, as always. So, let's talk a little bit about you first. Uh, where are you from? I'm originally from Lansing, Michigan, and went to school at Central Michigan, where my daughter is currently a Chippewa. Woohoo! <laughs> second time around working Chip-oo-wa. on her doctorate. <laughs> That's right, Chippewa. Fire up chips. And after college, I moved to New York City and was working for Chrysler for three years. How fun was that? I loved yeah. every second of oh, it. Oh, I bet. Great opportunity. What an Love opportunity. Love the city. And then, how did you get to Saugatuck? Well, I met a man who happened to be her brother. <laughs> and I'm we, sorry. <laughs> it's all good. I wouldn't have been here without it, so I absolutely love living in Saugatuck. When I moved, my friends from New York couldn't believe I was moving to a city where the one traffic light was only on half the year. <laughs> right, it just blinked. <laughs> a little bit of a difference from the fast pace, but so much better. I feel blessed to have raised my children here. Okay. And currently you're uh, running spectators yes i'm the general manager of spectators a, it's a favorite spot of everyone i uh, sent some people there yesterday hopefully you still have the ribeye oh yes oh good because yeah. they asked where could they go to for a, a great steak and they didn't want to be in town where it was real busy and have a long wait they had to drive back to indiana and um, i said well go to spectators i dream about that ribeye. it's my favorite yes our delmonico is very very popular we sell a lot of it and we are more of a local restaurant being that we have a parking lot, which is a luxury in this town, and uh, it's out of town, so there isn't the the crowds. We're, we're crowded, but um, we we tend to have a local following all year round, which is wonderful. Now you're currently closed on Sundays. Why is that? We are closed on Sundays with COVID. You know, we've lost help a lot after the governor shut the restaurants down a second time. A lot of people left the industry. And went to other places where there was more reliable work. Uh, Also, there aren't as many young people. You know, our generation is having fewer kids, so there aren't as many kids in the world. Um, So it's a good day. It's not a good day for everybody, but for us, we look at it. It gives everybody a day to be home with their family. So people that have kids that are in school or spouses significant others that work during the week you have a day 
Yeah. So would you say you've recovered from the COVID times? Um, business is good. Yes, business has been very good. We've had a great summer. There's been just a ton of people in town. I can't believe the influx. It's been crazy. It's been. I mean, every day, Tuesday, Wednesday, doesn't every matter. Day. They're all a blur. It's just been crazy busy. <laughs> I live off of Wiley, and to turn left onto Blue Star Highway can be a good ten minutes some mornings yeah. or afternoons. My daughter, um, Katie Doucette, lives uh, uh, down Old Allegan Road, and she says the same thing. And then once school starts, it's just <laughs> kind of a nightmare to to get across Blue Star there. Oh, I can imagine. I know what it's like just getting through um, Blue Star with everybody turning into uh, Douglas Elementary when I go to work at 8 in the morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that yeah. can be a challenge some mornings as well. So, yeah, and we look forward to that in our week. Well, my commute this morning was fairly easy. Mine was? There was a rabbit crossing oh. the road in front of me, and I just kind of giggled to myself because he was in the crosswalk, went straight across in the crosswalk. And well, I'm like, isn't he well, good for him? Yes. So I stopped and waved. Yeah. He can read signs. Hey, did you know that today is National Senior Citizens Day? Really? I think that's why they had us on the show. <laughs> hey. And Sherry just um, had a milestone birthday. And last week, we had a little surprise for Sherry. It was a big surprise <laughs> for Sherry. It was a big surprise. We flew her son Cameron in from Georgia. <laughs> and um, all of her sorority sisters were there. Her brother, her sister, Cousins, aunts. Aunt, how old is Aunt Di? Aunt Di is eighty-four. Eighty-four, and God love her, she made it to the to the surprise party. Oh, she party. would have missed it. It was so much fun. Oh, it was it, so much fun. What a day! Anyway. It was. I felt so loved. You know, I just I'm not into surprises, but I know it was a pretty darn good one. Yeah. When I saw my son, I lost it. Yeah. I have it on tape. Oh, good. <laughs> or video, I guess, whatever you call it these days. As my daughter will say, I'm a very ugly crier. So I'm sure that's <laughs> oh, really pretty. Oh, I didn't pretty. think so. I didn't think so. I think everybody was just kind of overwhelmed with tears of joy, happiness, and like, oh, my gosh, look how happy she is. It was great. I can't believe you pulled it off. And I can't I believe know. my sorority sisters who have very large mouths. Sorry, girls. You can't hear this. So, um, I can't Oh, they can listen to the podcast. Oh, I'm sure they'll want to. Um, they didn't say anything. Yeah, it was hard to not be entirely truthful, you know, to to cover things up and avoid saying certain things to you for months. Sammy and I have been planning this since like January. Oh, lovely. <laughs> I said, listen, I want to do this. And we started really huge. I mean, we were going to have Freddie Mercury oh, make an appearance, man. you know, the, the same guy that was at my daughter Carly's wedding. It and, was awesome, Freddie yeah. Mercury. Oh my gosh, you'd think it was him. <laughs> yes, it was. And I, we were going to have dancing, but we just ran out of time. Hey. You know, by the time you get around and greet everybody. And, it, it was it was just a perfect day. It was It fun. was a perfect day, and I so appreciate it, and I appreciate everyone that showed up. I think there were about 80 to 90 people there. And yeah, there Claire were, said about 95. Yeah, and there were people that said they were coming that weren't able to come, and so many that weren't able to come at all. So I hope you heard oh, from all of them. I did, and I feel very loved and it, what a blessed event. It's a wonderful thing to turn 60. I had a sorority sister die the day before my birthday. Oh, so no. I made 60. Yeah. She didn't. And I will embrace every year. Oh, good. Hey, tell us where is Spectators located? We are located at 6432 Blue Star Highway. We are kitty corner from the Burger King right off of exit 41. Right by Bigby. Right by Bigby. Yes, Bigby's yeah. in our parking lot. And they do a killer business. I'm, yeah. 
the best coffee. Love going in there. I have to admit, I've never had Bigby coffee. Oh, and Sammy's favorite is their Bragel sandwich. Bragel. Bragel. It's a bagel, and it has cream cheese and ham or turkey or whatever you want on it, and then cheese, and it's melted. I've had a bite of hers. It's pretty darn good. Ooh. And I may have had one of their chocolate chip cookies before. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't know they had cookies. Yeah, cookies. So maybe I could go to Big Biggie. You could coffee. go to Big Biggie. <laughs> and find a cookie. Well, it's just, you know, and it's a good excuse yeah. to go. Sure. The sure. funny thing was, my daughter was working for Dr. Day last summer, and um, he's a chiropractor. I, he's a chiropractor in town. town, the best in the world. Absolutely love him. He has straightened my back out and my hip, and actually, I even talk, took my Bernese Mountain Dog to him. Wow. Yeah, he works on anything with his spine, and it made such a difference. He looks so forward to going to the doctor, and no one would think that. I was in there one day, and there was a bulldog in the office. I said, Who brings their dog to the doctor? And he said, I work on anything with a spine. So then when Rufus started having issues, he went to Dr. Day. Oh, nice. We love Dr. Day. But anyway, so I would take them coffee because they would have long days. And so I'd stop and get them a iced coffee. Well, one day I happened to be on my moped. And I knew they had a long day because they were going to a play at the SCA afterwards. So I thought, I can handle this on my moped. So I had... A tray of coffees on my feet in between driving down the road with coffee. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> only, spilled, only spilled a little bit. Were you wearing a helmet? Uh, of course I wear a helmet. A my cute pink, helmet. My, of, of course, my pink <laughs> helmet. I, I had one and it looked, it had polka dots on it and it was a full helmet. And Sammy said I look like Yoshi from. Um, oh, no. <laughs> Mario Brothers. From Mario Brothers. <laughs> and when I looked in the mirror, I did. And then you can't unsee that. I can't unsee so that. You put that back on. <laughs> well, so she has that Yoshi helmet now, and it looked cute on her. But for me, yes, I did look like Yoshi. <laughs> oh, what a hoot. you got to love a daughter who's honest. So what else is going on in, in your world? In my world? Well, just can't believe how fast the summer's gone. I'm here to tell you. Here we are looking at the end of August already, and we've been blessed with some great weather. Oh, it's been a can't beautiful. Complain. No, and can't I'm loving this weather where we don't have to have the air conditioning on. I mean, to have a handful of hot, hot days. It, that's expected. It's you expected, know? Yeah. And, and you want it to a certain point, but the lake has been warm all summer. I think it's been a great tour of summer. It has, and lots of new people in town. Um Telling me at my shop, hey, we've never been here to Saga Tech. What should we do? Where should we go? Where should we eat? You know, what's the best thing to do? Yeah, I've had a lot of that at the restaurant. And we have those brochures that have uh, most of the towns in Lakeshore. And so I would like to give them that and give them ideas of different stories. I always send them to It Is What It Is. Oh, thank I said, you. You have to go see my sister-in-law, best town or a store in town. And then I have to tell them about my niece, Katie, to set with Polka Dot Mitten and all that she does. So I like to send them there. I love to send them my, I love my, my little hideaway. And you turn me on to it is I love to go to retro boats. Our fave, yes. I love to sit out there. It's so relaxing. And I love to watch the boats go by. And I love the froger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't really like sweet stuff like that. I but. know. But the second one sneaks up on you. So you oh, really have to pace yourself. If you could just do one and a half. Yeah. Maybe yeah. next time we split the second one. Okay. <laughs> but I took my sorority sisters there last Friday, and they wanted to do something. And I thought, this is perfect, and it's so relaxing just it to is. sit out there. I send a lot of people down there. It's kind of a hidden gem. It is a hidden gem. You know, gem. because it's way down at the end of Water Street. So maybe Street. we'd be careful how many people we send down there. <laughs> right? 
So that but we always have a table. And they can sit and they can look at the boats. They can check out how to rent one of the boats, the donut boats or any of them. And you can just sit and watch the Star Sagatuck go by and all the big yachts. And that Serenity, the yeah. sailboat oh, that I want to do one day. Yeah. We should do that before yeah. the summer's over. Well, we have like two weeks, so. I know. <laughs> Hey, I hear they're having a party in the Cove after Labor Day this weekend. Nate Holly's party in the Cove, September 11th. Oh, Finally not on Labor Day. I might be able to go. I don't have a boat, but I'll get there. I'm sure you can get there. I'll I'll get there somehow. We can can buy one of those little blow-up dinghies. Yeah, we're now accepting um, offers for a boat ride to the Cove. (laughs) (laughs) You can call me at. But I only want to be on a boat that has a potty because I will not get into that water. (laughs) There you go. And when you turn 60, some things just don't work like they used to. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, have you been to any plays at the SCA this year? I went to see, uh, what was it? Legally Blonde, the musical. Oh, Legally Blonde. Excellent. Excellent. I have never been disappointed there. Well, maybe that one time. That one time. <laughs> That was a few years ago. That was a long time ago. We may or may not have left it in our mission. And we may or not have ended up someplace. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, we won't go there. So next subject. No, but it was wonderful. They do such an amazing job. You know, living in New York for three years, I had a dealer whose daughter was the editor of the Daily News. So anytime I wanted tickets for anything... I always went. So I saw Phantom of the Opera with Sarah Brightman and Michael Crawford the first month it was out. Wow. So I've been to a lot of plays, and their caliber is amazing. I was impressed the very first time I went, not knowing what to expect, you know, at Sagatuck, you know. And I was just blown away with... Oh, just... I think I saw the, the trailer park. Um, oh, my gosh. I saw that twice. That was a hoot. <laughs> yes. Oh, that is yeah. my all-time favorite. All-time favorite. I love that play. And Tim Shrew, who was the um, the man in it. He was staying in my neighborhood because locals will host the actors. And I got to talk to him quite a bit. And then he came back and he played the general in Evita. But he played the general in um, Les Mis on Broadway for years. Oh, really? Yeah, he was so interesting to talk to. And then he also played Santa in the Radio City Music Hall Christmas program. So we had some great conversation. I talked to, We talked about where he was on 911. And his son, his wife, had to have a blood transfusion when she gave birth and contracted AIDS, and so she died. Oh, man. So he was raising his son on his own, and he was in a um, high school, lower Manhattan, and so was his friend's son. So he rode his bike down to get them out of school because everything was shutting down, and mm-hmm. you know he's right close to ground zero. And just the, the feeling in the city that for such a long time, so he's saying it. Many Funerals, one wow. of the songs from Les Mis. And then he played Santa to a lot of the victim's children that wow. year. Wow. So it was just to hear it from somebody like mm-hmm. that was am- was really amazing. Okay, speaking of kids, you mentioned that Sammy was currently at CMU. And, yes. and what is she? What's her program? She's working on her doctorate in audiology. So she's going to help. Us seniors, senior day, (laughs) (laughs) that are going to have problems with their hearing. And she also deals with children. She got to put hearing aids on a child for the uh, seven-month-old baby for the first time. She was so excited about that. She's very passionate about it. She is very passionate about it. And um, 
your son Cameron, where is he? Cameron is in the Atlanta area, and he is got his journeyman card in um, welding and pipe fitting, and is a structural engineer. So he's working right currently. He's working on a skyscraper. Oh wow! Don't want to know about that. Yeah, <laughs> and ignorance is plus. We wish he could have come earlier well he did come earlier but he couldn't come see you because we didn't want to spoil the surprise and then he had to leave uh shortly after the party so you only got to see him for a little bit but But you know what every minute that i see him is a minute that i haven't seen him so i take anything i can get and he was probably tired of me hugging him all the time (laughs) (laughs) yeah did you ever think he'd end up doing that i mean as a kid he was he interested in welding I mean, are kids interested in welding? No, you know, I I always thought he'd be an architect. You know, he always was uh, interested in, in architecture and building and, you know, loved his Lego. So that's kind of the venue or the view I thought he'd take. Um, but then when they put the football stadium on and they redid the the uh, industrial arts room and Mr. Heiser, go-getter young teacher he fell in love with welding i hear a lot of good about mr heiser up at the high school oh they do so many things i have gone to sporting events for my grandchildren and they always have things displayed in the school when you come in in the in the cases and i am just amazed it's amazed what they do and do some great things cameron senior project it was uh they have to do something for the community and cameron senior project was he redid the star on mount baldhead yeah i didn't know he was part of that yeah so when i see i always call it cameron star and i'll say when it first goes on in the in the season i'll take a picture of it and say hey your star's on so um last year i got him um the the ornament the ornament Mm -hmm. Um, is spectators doing anything, um, any projects for the community? I know in the past they have um, supported everything and anything. There's been uh, here the dog race. Um, anything coming up? We're hoping to re- revisit the hair of the dog race. The last two years with COVID and the COVID outbreaks, we haven't right. been able to. So right. we're planning on revisiting it. So hopefully that's such a fun day. Yeah, it was. New Year's Day. New great, Year's Day. Great way to start the new year. I did uh, two years in a yeah. row. Um, yep. A group of us walked. <laughs> well, that's, hey, any way you get there is fine. Well, yeah, and there were Bloody Mary stations along the way. Yes, because it's a that long helped. way, so you should. You should yeah. <laughs> we don't want you to get parched. What is 5 Water. It's a little over three miles. Okay. That was good. Yeah. So, but, that's a, hey, that's a great way to start your day. Yeah, I know my neighbor uh, Jody Troutman and Ralph. They walk every day, and um, she said the other day, oh, before she came to work for me, um, that they had walked three miles. And I was like, man, oh man, if I could just get up and get motivated, I know that it makes a it difference. Be- I love starting my day out like that. Yeah, I stroll the hill at night, you know, after the end of the day, and I've got so much, and I just want to clear my mind. I. I, I say a walk, but I just basically kind of stroll around and, and wind down before I get ready to go to bed. Oh, but that's a good way, just mm-hmm. to be outside in nature. Mm-hmm. It clears your mind. I love to go out to the state park. There's some great trails out there. My son Clayton takes his dog out there. Yeah, we take, I take Kipper. He just loves it. They go several times a day. Uh, yeah, it's a great place. What's new at the store? It is what it is. 
Oh, well, we're transitioning to fall and Christmas things right now. Can you believe Christmas? that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. You know, well, it, you got to plan ahead. And, and that's the way retail works. You know, you got to work when your people are here. And I've got some great Joe Spencer. Oh, <laughs> I bought, yeah. I, oh, I bought, they're the pumpkin people. Yeah. I bought it for a friend of mine and he loved it. And he showed up for your birthday. And, he and showed had up you for... known, you wouldn't have shipped it right then. I know, because he just, it, it uh, was being delivered the day he came. Yeah, so we've got um, defense Dan and Lucille, and for people that don't know uh, Joe Spencer, he is a Michigan um, sculptural artist, soft sculpture. So we've got um, some great Halloween things coming. And, well, they're here. I'm just getting ready to put those out, and then we've got a Scrooge. Um, oh, that's going to awesome. be a good window display. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. As much as I don't want summer to end. Right. I mean, we live for summer. We do. You know, it's, it's like, like you just look forward to it. And this year especially has just gone by so fast for me. And now I'm looking at putting out fall and Halloween things and hoping that we have good weather like we have for the summer through the fall so people can continue to shop. Well, at least you're waiting a minute to put that out. I was in uh, Home Goods like six weeks ago and it was all Halloween already. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't jump the gun, but I have one little area that we keep Christmas year round with a little oh, light light up canvases. Up oh, those, and then I have a gal that makes um, gnomes, handmade gnomes, oh, and so I told her, I said, you better start working on the Christmas and Halloween gnomes because people are looking for it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And and I, I like to look for Christmas gifts all year round. You know, and that's the time to. To get it when you see something, because exactly. when you go searching, it's like, no, no, can't find this, can't find that. But when something just speaks to you, and that's what I hear from my customers a lot. Oh my gosh, we just got a whole bunch of Christmas shopping done. You know, whether it's a Dumb Birds in North America book or oh yeah, uh, and that's a fun book. That is, hysterical. I got that for a friend who is obsessed with birds, and he <laughs> thought it was hilarious. The second edition is out now. Oh, I'll have to the get that. The first one was uh, Dumb Birds of North America. This one's the field guide to dumb birds of the whole wide stupid world. Oh. <laughs> and people just sit and laugh and laugh. Oh, my goodness. I love so, that. So um, we've got some new candle fountains in that are really pretty. What's a apple. candle fountain? It's a... It's a tall pillar candle, real pretty colors, different colors. Um, you put the 3C batteries in, and the little flame comes up. It looks like a flame, but it's actually water pushing up through there. Oh, nice. So you've got the sound of a fountain and the color. Oh, that's so relaxing. Candle. It is very relaxing. And, you know. That'd be good for Aunt Di. When I get, she would love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's my favorite place to shop. <laughs> I love it is what it is. And you're the best gift giver. You oh, know, you know I, I try to be thoughtful. I, I It just amazes me how you always have just the perfect gift for everyone and anyone. Um, you were showing me last week the 80s bingo. Oh, game. yeah. Yeah, I got to look into that. Maybe that get that funny. into the shop. That, that looks so We fun. had a lot of fun. So when my sorority sisters were there, the 80s were our era of fun. <laughs> and I found this 80s bingo game. And then I had prizes. <laughs> so I got Paul Mitchell Moose, which I think yes. was delivered by the case to our sorority house because God had that big hair. Yeah. And I had um, the Thriller CD because that's when MTV came out and we wasted a lot of time in the TV room watching MTV. I know it. It was 
fascination. Oh, what, yeah. what is this? And you can see them all. And it's like, oh, I'm going to watch one more video and then I'm going to go study. <laughs> Two hours later. Right. That one video was very long, <laughs> and I got an MTV Christmas ornament that played the theme song. Found that on Amazon, and uh, our favorite movie was Saint Almost Fire. And then from the peanut shop in in Holland, I got all the old candy, oh, like fun. the little bags of um, gold mine gum. Oh yeah, and bazooka. Those little gold nuggets. Yeah, a, a little sack. Yeah. Oh fun. Yeah, yeah. and then the little wax. With the juice in oh, yeah. the uh, cola bottle. Why? Why did we ever think that was cool? But I had to get it. And then they still have candy cigarettes. Oh, my goodness. So there's a picture of all of us with a candy cigarette. Is the tip of it still painted red? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You thought, and they, oh, it still tastes just as terrible. But yeah. yeah. And Zots. Zots. And Pop Rocks. What else? So that was a fun one. You know, kind of a trip down memory. Oh, Fruit Stripe. Um, oh, yeah. He used to love fruit stripe gum. So they all stayed at your house? Yes, they all stayed at my house. <laughs> I, I love having people. Yeah, you're, you're very accommodating. And uh, Sammy told me prior to the party, she goes, she thinks she's going to make brunch for them on Sunday. And I go, no, they need to take her out to brunch on Sunday. That's how we'll get her there. And Claire at Spectators did a wonderful job. I do have a thank you card for him. Um Claire and Pat are the best. They're they, like my brothers. You know, we, we are like family. We fight like brothers and sister, and we love like brother and sister. And they they are wonderful men to work with. Well, I approached Claire. Um, I had been looking into some other venues, and um, I said, hey, I, I ran into him in one of the stores, and I said, are you open on Sundays, or are you going to be closed? Oops, looks like we got to go to a break. You're listening to Saga Talk on Sunday on 92.7 The Van and 92.7thevan.com. When we come back, we'll talk about some more news. We'll talk about events and trivia with CJ Badgerick. We'll be right back. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Charming Saga Talk Rentals, the Inner Urban Transit Authority, Back to the Fuchsia Flower Shop, and Mill Pond Realty. We'll be right back. Grab a cup of coffee. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us here on Saugatuck on Sunday. We're airing live from beautiful downtown Saugatuck. It is just after 7.30. Looking a little brighter outside. Not sure what the temperature is, but it's still mid-60s, I'd say. Um, We're going to talk about some current events and some news. And I want to start right off with Sherry. Did you hear about Wilkins Hardware? 
No. The building, the, the old hardware building where Butler Pantry is. No, what about it? Well, it went up for sale August 9th is my understanding, and it is already pending. Somebody wow. bought that. So wow. I'm curious to find out what goes on down there. Yeah. That's a wonderful building. The rentals that they have upstairs are quite stunning with the brick walls. And Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. I still miss the old hardware store, though. I, I do miss too. Bon- Bonnie and, and Ron. They were yeah. such a staple here in Saugatuck. You oh, need a were. screen fix, you go there. You need a, I know, and a I need nut a screen or fix. a screw, you you know, they could help you find it. Yeah. yeah. Well, when I became a single person, uh, you know, it was intimidating going into a hardware store to start doing your stuff. And Ron and Bonnie were wonderful. Bonnie and I had a lot of fun picking out funky colors. Yeah. And uh, there were these knobs I wanted, and I had to have 88 in my kitchen. Oh, my and I found them at Restoration Hardware that I really wanted, and they were $10 a knob. Mm. Well, $880 for knobs. Mm. So I went down there, and I described what I wanted, and she found them, and they were 250 Wow. So that was a fun little... Yeah, they they were always willing so to help helpful. you out. So and helpful. They were yeah. the best. And where are they now? Colorado? They're in Colorado, yeah. yeah. Oh, the, Ron was in the restaurant about a month ago. They used to have a group of guys. And they did. Butler Street Boys or something, and, and they would go down to the annex and have coffee. Dale Winter and Ron oh, yeah. Wilkins, and I don't know who all joined them, but I guess that was, you know. Can you imagine the great conversation source, that took place? Your main source of gossip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they say women are the gossips. Yeah, hmm. we, we don't get up hmm. early enough to. Well, let's to talk about that. Don and the gang going to Vicky's. <laughs> oh, yeah, they Vicky's. Go to Vicky's yes, every I'm sure they solve life's problems. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he comes home and tells me all kinds of fun things that he's heard over at Vicky's. You know, this one knew that, and that one knew that. In fact, he's the one that told me last week about um, Wilkins. And then um, also there was uh, a rumor that Redwater Group, the group that bought the butler, has bought um, or is thinking about, I don't know if it's a done deal, uh, buying Clearbrook. Oh. Did you hear that? No. Yeah. Oh. And you were there, like, I don't know, a hundred yeah, times last week. I was there week. four times, yes. <laughs> That's Sherry's favorite place to go. Yeah. Or when was. I came in the fourth time with <laughs> yeah. my birthday crown on again, <laughs> Jim Jeltima said, really? Still? <laughs> hey, yeah, we're you dragging know, this out. you got to have yeah. a birthday week. There you go. Got to have At a least birthday week. first month, maybe. Right. Oh, no, no. My, my <laughs> body, one week was enough. I've been recovering all week. Well, there's lots going on here in Saugatuck this week, and one of them that sounds really interesting to me is over at the Saugatuck Douglas History Center. That's located at 130 West Center Street, right downtown Douglas. Um, That's the old schoolhouse. Um, And so today, um, from 12 to 4, it's an exhibit called The Lure of Mount Baldhead. And uh, that exhibit actually opened up in july but it extends through the 2022-23 season um it highlights the um the iconic dune i guess you would call mount baldhead and most people have heard of that um and it talks about why um it's attracted so many people over the years in its location um they want to deliver a better understanding of Mount Baldhead through its history, its natural formation, and its cultural significance to the community. Um, 
the views from Mount Baldhead are just incredible. Amazing. When you look west, you can see the coastline from South Haven to Grand Haven on a clear day. And then and, the harbor. It's yeah. such a different view of our harbor. And I love what uh, Russ Gardner has done. So um, if, if you get a chance, go over and check that out at the Saga Douglas History Museum. And for more information, you can go to www.sd historicalsociety.org where you can get all the information on the lure of Mount Baldhead. The best part about it is all four seasons. is all different times to go up it there. Is. It's a different view. When it, the trees are all full, you can't see as much, but then when it goes away, it's oh, really yeah. nice. Right, any, yeah, exactly. any time of year. And I... And in the fall to see the oh. colors. My yeah. daughter Katie does a lot of um, Mount Baldhead in in her artwork, and people that don't know always ask, "Well, what is it?" You know, and we'll tell them, "Well, it's 302 steps up to the top. It's very worth the hike." And uh, one lady asked me if the stairs only go up. <laughs> oh, the escalator for that. How do you answer that? <laughs> How do you answer that? Without smart, I'm like, like smart Alec. Maybe they, maybe someday they'll put a little, you know, one of those little stair rail yeah. riders up the side. I doubt it. Okay, so also today, August 21st, is the um, white party with a touch of country, and that is from noon to four at the Innis Free Farm, and that is. 1073 62nd Street. It's just 15 minutes from here. I guess it's a beautiful location. I've never um, been there, but I've heard about the wedding venues uh, or the, the wedding receptions that have gone on there. Um, tickets are $150 a person. It includes um, food and an open bar, auctions, and entertainment. That is um, put on by West Shore Aware. So, again, that is from noon to four at Innisfree Farms, and it's the 19th annual White Party with a Touch of Country. The Aware Group does so many wonderful things for the community. I know they give a lot of scholarships at the school to the seniors. Um, the proceeds go to scholarships, Wishbone, Pet Rescue, Safe Harbor, Cow Hill Yacht Club, Saugatuck Center for the Arts, and many other local area nonprofits. So, for more information, you can go to www.westshoreaware.org. Nice. Um, Modalis Wines. That's uh, located out on 62nd Street, and that is at 6:30 tonight. Allegria is a small-scale, six-day, long pop-up restaurant that comes and goes around the Michigan Michigan and Ontario area. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to read this, and it's really small for me. Um, currently, we uh, will be at Modalis Winery from August 16th through the 21st. So I guess today is the last day for that. The menu is um, prefixed, $110, and changes dailies, but always... But it's always um, includes starters and 12 courses. Wow. The pictures um, look great. I haven't been there yet. That sounds fun. 12 courses. Uh, Wear your stretchy pants. All the profits will be dota- donated to Refugees and Immigrant Center for Education and Legal Services, which provides Free, low-cost legal services to underserved immigrant children, families, and refugees. Sounds like a great event. It does. 
Anything, including food. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday, at again, at the Saugatuck Douglas History Center, um, they're presenting a Tuesday talk with, not with, but about Car- artist Carl Horman in Saugatuck and beyond with Eric Golanak. Now I know why Gregory stumbles with some of these names. <laughs> I believe it's Eric Golanek, the SDHC Executive Director. This event will be held outdoors at the History Center's Old School House. Again, 130 Center Street in Douglas on Tuesday at 11 a.m. The one-hour program begins when the school bell rings at 11 a.m. And to sure... To assure the comfortable outdoor seating, attendees are encouraged to bring their own camp chairs if possible. So what other events are going on? Are you, what are you, so I, I know that the uh, SEA has the um, the Little Shop of Horrors going on. Good feedback from that. Mm-hmm. A lot of feedback for that. Feed me. September, yeah, September 1st is the first home football game. So you're talking wow. about the football game. So it's wow. the and high Patty's, football starting on the first. Patty's grandson, Will, is quite the player. Oh. I can't wait to see I him back it, on the field this year. I think year. it's an away game, though. I don't think. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Lakeview at home, I think. But mm, could be. Could be. I know I got a text last night from my daughter with the kids' fall okay. schedules that I haven't had a minute to look at. Nah. Also on Tuesday, um, 7.30 p.m., the Oxbow House, 137 Center Street, which is the old library building. Oh, I love, the that I love that they've done that. Um, there is uh, James English Leary is a new New York-based painter, writer, filmmaker, and teacher. He received his BFA from the Cooper Union, where he has been an adjunct instructor of drawing since 2014. Larry is a founding member of the Bruce High Quality Foundation, which was the subject of a 213 retrospective at the Brooklyn Museum. He is a Tiffany Foundation Award recipient and a former Robert Rauschenberg Foundation resident. Larry's work was included in the 210 Whitney Biennial, the 210 Greater New York Show at MoMA, M-O-M-A, PS1, the 2011 Sundance Film Festival, and the 214 Liverpool Biennial. Oh, wow. In the House Artist Lectures feature each participating artist in the Summer School of Painting exhibit. Um, all programming is free and open to the public. Begins at 7.30 p.m. on Tuesday with talks starting promptly at 8 p.m. So get there, do your little chit-chatting, and then get ready to learn. Um, again, Oxbow House is located at 137 Center Street, right downtown Douglas. It is wheelchair accessible. It's in the old library building. Hey, Patty, it's our obligatory uh, shout-out to the DPW, There's cleaning the up DPW. the city. Yay! Weekly standard. They do a good job yeah, of absolutely. keeping everything cleaned up. Yep. All right. I'm thinking that CJ has some trivia. Oh, what? Well, I have us. a couple more events. That's, I oh. started to look at events, and they weren't on his list. I, I find them myself because he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't have all the good ones. He doesn't have <laughs> all the like, good what? ones. <laughs> he doesn't have the good ones. I'm really wanting to go to the, and it's already October type schedules. Uh-oh. October 6th, the Goose Festival in Fenville. In Fenville. Is that a good time? I've oh. been to it. I yeah, have never been. I've always never had been? to work. Okay. I've taken the kids. 
And then that weekend also, they're doing a Oktoberfest in um, Douglas at Beery Field. Uh, beer with a Y. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're going to have a 45-piece German band. Oh, oh wow. Oh. And they're going to do a uh, parade down to the uh, field from the library. So nice. very short parade. Yeah. And to tap the keg. And they're going to have food. And uh, when is that? It's the first weekend in October. Okay. I think it's the second or third. Okay. Um, Matt Balmer from EPC, Everyday People Cafe, is going to be doing the food, so you know oh, it'll be delicious. You know it'll be good. Need to get the leader hosing out, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it's not too far away, the Halloween parade's coming up at the end. Oh, so it's, be you know, But what's glow in the park? I haven't heard about that lately. I haven't so, heard anything. And, yeah. if it's a, I think it's a go. Um, but I, I don't know if there's a date. Yeah, yeah. So those are a couple of the things that I, I saw coming up. And it's like, wow, already looking out to October. Where did the year go? I got my sorority sisters coming back for the Halloween oh, parade. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, yeah. It's you got, you got to go once. <laughs> Costumed or just a look? Well, you know, we the last few years we've gone to um, Mackinac Island with Alumni Association. And they everybody dresses up. So we've had some great we costumes. Some costumes yeah, so I think we'll probably have nice. costumes on. No, no, it's We good. might not march. Right. But. We'll definitely have costumes we, on. We were in it last year, we, me, Gregory, and my wife, Kim, and we really had it. But we think we're just going to watch this year because you get to see everything. When you're in it, you start to see your little surroundings and That's don't get true. to see them all. So it's fun either way. Um, also want to remind you that Wednesday this week is the last music in the park. Oh, oh so no. It's downtown Saugatuck at Wicks Park from 7 to 11. Um, there's a free shuttle service from the high school parking lot, so you can get there. 7 to 9 p.m. Did I say 7 11? Goodness. Uh, bring your picnic basket, your friends, a little chair to sit on, family enjoy an evening of free music. Um, like I said, this is the last one of the year, and it's featuring Brenda Loomis, sponsored by Saugatuck Harbor Insurance Agency. Nice. And I've heard Brenda Loomis before. She does a lot. She gets people up and dancing. Good time. Oh, I might so, have to go. Um, and the free shuttle is brought to you by Liz Ingle of Century 21. So we hope you can make that. Um, Thursday... August 25th, City Music Hall, free live music in downtown Fenville from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Um, this week's summer concert series features Great Lakes Brass, which play New Orleans-style brass. Oh, how fun. There will be free live music, and all ages are welcome. Did you see them do the Mardi Gras when they walked by? Did they go by your store, Patty, when they went Did by? Did they have the umbrellas and everything? Yeah, the umbrellas oh, and everything. Fun. Yeah. Oh, you cannot they, sit down for that music. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, you didn't see I, them. I did not see you them. Oh, that's, dance. that's a good party, yeah. Oh, wow. Good That'd be know. fun. Okay, so what else you got? What There's else? something with Oxbow Friday night. More Oxbow. Wow, this is there's. Uh, we're just going to have to call Gregory. He'll give us the what's going on. Uh, Capizo Gallery. You have you been to Capizo, the new gallery? I've everybody? seen it, but you know, I'm always working. Yeah, I don't get a day off. That it is what mm -hmm. it is. But, you know, yep. I signed up for that. So, um, no, I haven't been out <laughs> there, fine. but I've heard great things that, about I've, it. I've not been there either. Uh, Kim Kim went, but I have not been there and myself. They pack them in. I, I've, oh, seen, I've seen the cars. Yeah, I've heard that there are a lot of people that go to that. So. Well, I think we've hit a lot of events. If somebody yeah, needs so more many. events, yeah, yeah. We'll you can always go to sagatech.com or Sadaba and, and find all the information Absolutely. of what's going on, um, who's got live music, where. Um, but I think it's time for oh. trivia. Oh. 
It is. It is time for trivia. So the the national holidays that I select from was a little weak. We had Senior Citizens Day, but I didn't know what trivia would be about that. You know, every they would all forget anyway. So <laughs> that's for my mom. Ouch. <laughs> Joe Strummer's birthday. He's the drum uh, guitar player from the Clash from the eighties. You might the remember. Clash. Oh, yeah. I love the Clash. But, and yesterday was National Radio Day, which it is was. here we are on radio. Nice. Yeah, but I went with a repeat. I'm doing. Uh, ice cream shop hot <gasps> potato. So we go back and forth from you to you, and you got to name an ice cream shop in Douglas Sagatuck area. So it starts with Patty. You name one, and if you, you either have a repeat or a wrong one or don't have an answer, and then you lose. Then she'll win. Yep, yep. Okay. You, you go first. Charlie's. Dairy Days. Gilman's. Um, uh, uh, what's the one down here in the corner? Boardwalk? Boardwalk. Ah. Okay, go back to you. Um, in Douglas, um, Blue Star Cafe. Yep. The soda fountain at the drugstore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the big I went there for, with my friends for the first time. It was did, wonderful. Did you already I, say Dairy Days? Yeah. I think uh-huh. I have two more. There's only two more. Two more. Okay. Oh, so boy. Dairy I Days. I think. Kilwins. Charlie's around the corner. Pelzolas. <laughs> one, one more. One I more. I love Pelzolas. Yeah, that's that's good. I just had it for first oh, time. Oh, it's the me. best. Yeah. Their ice cream sandwiches. Ooh, trying to blank. The root beer barrel. They have ice cream. Oh sure. yeah, yeah. Ice, cream ice cream I would not have thought of that. Oh, but they do have wonderful things. Last, last time we did that, the uh, drugstore got missed. Oh, and I did accept Kilwins twice since. Well, there is two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There is two. So and, there's a lot of ice cream. And shops. this summer, I have not had ice cream once. Oh, oh I love ice cream. Good I have stuff. had it, yeah. Which one do you like? What's your ice cream like to go to? Well, I don't really have, you know, it just kind of depends what I'm in the mood. Okay. Though Sammy was telling me Hudsonville has a new flavor called uh, Frosted Sugar Cookie, oh. which I haven't found yet, but I do. I do I'm, like I'm a butter pecan, toffees, one of those types of ice creams. So every once in a while, strawberry something will sneak Oh, yeah, I like strawberry. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, CJ, for bringing Glad all of those here. ice cream places to our attention. I'm going golfing now, so it's, oh, you're, you're on your own. Take your rain gear. <laughs> oh, it's going to be okay. Never rains on a golf course. <laughs> I've been on a golf course. <laughs> well, let's hope it's a good one. All right. We have Phyllis Eife up here in the studio. So let's bring Phyllis down to Yay, the disco ball. She's getting quite used to this, and she's brought me a couple of special things. Oh, how fun. Good what? morning. Good morning, Phyllis. You've done this a couple of times. I've been here yes, before. I was Gregory's. so well-spoken. I admire that. I get all tongue-tangled and wrapped up in trying to read this stuff and it's like whoa let's just talk especially when you have the hot seat yeah. and this, this seat's yeah. much easier i'll yeah. sit here and you can sit there all so right. this will be fine for today all right so let's recap about phyllis for those of the of you who don't know where are you from um originally born in pennsylvania uh, moved to the west coast when i was two and then up to alaska when i was four oh, wow. and i was there till i was 19 and then drove all the way across to come visit a boyfriend in michigan and stayed <laughs> oh wow was he so, in Sagatuck? um he had ties from both alaska and Sagatuck. Okay. so mom's side of the family all from alaska 
dad's side of family all from Alaska or from Michigan. And so, yeah, I um, got here and fell in love with the area, fell in love with the weather, fell in love with the people, um, just fell in love with the community. And I'm so thrilled to be um, part of the inner urban and part of the com- uh, community service that's well-loved in the area. How long have you worked for the inner urban? I've been there since 2007. Wow. Okay, so we now we have to do math. It's math. 13, so 15? Yeah, 15 six, years. Oh, so. goodness. <laughs> it's such an amazing service for our community. It, we're very, very fortunate to have it. It was um, pretty neat how it came around with Phil Quaddy applying for a okay. grant, and there was a local contribution of a thousand dollars um to offset this grant so each one of the three communities put in the 333 dollars and they had two buses and the dispatchers and the drivers and rented spots at blue star um storage for to park the the vans or the buses at that time and um rented space in city hall for a dispatcher and used space at cal sewer and water authority for the director's office wow so we were kind of spread out till we got our building in 1990 wow wow um there was just a, a millage renewal that passed with over 80 percent approval we were what thrilled about for? that we yeah. do uh we're eligible to collect taxes on the on property tax bills on been 0.5 mills since 1998 Mm. and we um, are up for renewal every five years so we'll be doing this again in um, 2026 so and that is um, about one-third of our operating expenses are covered with this millage um, income and then that also allows us to keep our fares um, very very low at 50 cents for seniors or a dollar for adults and it, you know, just having that local money to offset the um, the prices that, that it would cost if we did not have that fare box. Nice. Now, we've been talking about summer coming to an end. Will that change your operation hours? You know, when the bus runs, or are they are they shortened? Do they start earlier because school's starting? Do you take kids to school? We do take kids uh, to school. Yeah, that's there's a um, a lot of kids that live, um, you know, where they can't catch the school bus or, um, you know, where it's just more convenient to try to ride west. Some of yep. them in jazz band that have to be there, have to be there early and the, they can't catch the bus at that time. Yep, we open at 7 a.m., um, Monday through Friday, and then 9 a.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. We do extended hours in the summertime and run uh, Fridays and Saturdays till 11 p.m., and that will come to a close on Labor Day. So, yeah, we do. So after Labor Day. After Labor Day will be seven days a week till 7 p.m. Okay. 7 a.m. to 7? 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. on the weekdays and 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. on the weekends. Okay. And that will go through... Halloween, or the Halloween Saturday, actually. That's what counts as Halloween in the city is yeah, <laughs> Halloween party. Saturday. Yep. And then we'll um, drop our hours back to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday and 4 p.m. on Sundays. So, yeah, we have lots of extra shifts and get some, hire some seasonal help. So go right in along with the restaurants trying to scramble sure. for help. And I've always been curious, how many drivers do you employ in the height of 
season. In the height of season, we have um, 16 drivers. Wow. wow. And um, then a full-time dispatcher, myself, uh, my accounting assistant, and our mechanic. So, okay. Which wow. might come up to 17 instead of 16. But, yeah, yeah there's a um, – <laughs> doing math again this early. So when someone needs a ride somewhere, you – they they would just pick up the phone and call 269-857-1418. Come ride with the inner urban I see today. It come and go all day long by my house, by my shop, and it's just going all the time. I like the looks in the new buses. Oh, the buses yeah, are great. They I, are. I love the service that you provided for people with restaurants to pick up food. Oh, we did that. We started that during the pandemic that if anybody wanted to have um, a fast food delivered, they could call the restaurant, arrange for payment, and then we could deliver the food so that people that um, couldn't get out because of being shut in or weather problems and didn't want to scrape all the ice off their car, um, for $2 we could um, deliver the meal. We can only do that off-season because during the summertime and during the middle of the year, we don't have the staff that could do it. There's not the parking that can do it. And then many restaurants don't even do to-goes. They're, they're so busy just serving the guests that they have. They can bring in the additional they, orders, right? Right. So to, but it was great during the winter, though. We had several customers that utilized that and really enjoyed it. Very much so. And then you offer shuttle service for music in the park as well? Music in the park, and then Saturdays and Sundays we have a, a circle service that goes from the high school to two spots downtown, the Chain Ferry and the info booth, and that goes from 11 to 5, and that also goes through Labor Day. Okay. So, And then year-round we have the sign up at the high school that if you'd like to park at the high school, if you're having problems finding a parking spot to go to SCA or to go out to dinner, um, just um, give us a call from the high school, and we'll, we can send a bus over there to pick you up and bring you downtown. So they so, get themselves that far and don't have to walk down the hill or walk back up the walk hill. Walk back up the hill. So that um, for $1 or for $0.50, cents, we can help you with that. All right. And, well, what a wonderful service. We appreciate it. It's time for a break already. Um, we'll be right back with more from Phyllis Ive from the Inner Urban. And we're also going to have Andy Losick, a Hamilton school teacher, um, who is also going to be at Art Prize this year. You're listening to Sagatuck on Sunday on 92.7 The Van and 92.7thevan.com. We'll be right back. can play in our sing, work on your tape, do about anything that you want. When the sun goes down, this is our beach town. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us here in Saugatuck on Sunday, airing live in beautiful downtown Saugatuck. It's still a little overcast, but um, I think it's going to get up to a nice 73, 74. Um, we have with us Phyllis I from the Inner Urban Transit Authority, and 
she is also one of the makers for my store, and she makes crocheted items. I recently told her that I used to carry some shopping bags, um, bottle koozies made from plastic bags. And the lady no longer did it, and would she be interested in doing it? And she said, yes. Now, there's a name for that. What do you call that, Phyllis? You tell me about that. Well, it's kind of funny. I looked up online and found some patterns, and it's actually called Plarn for plastic yarn. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) So it sounded like a quite a unique idea to make reusable grocery bags out of grocery bags. So what a great way to recycle, reuse, reduce. And, yeah, I love it. And um, then it's also the some... Them in Douglas. And, and I thought, what a wonderful thing to bring back because everybody's got that plethora of plastic bags. Oh. They just accumulate. Oh, they, they grow do. in your closet. All of a sudden, and to know it's that like, you can do something with it and reuse it. Is, but it was fun great. making a bottle holder. My daughter showed me some macrame um, holders for um, the bottles to make a little carrier, so a sling. Yeah. And so we can make some with the plastic yarn and crocheted, and it can have a handle or it can have a hook to go on your belt loop and oh, carry your reusable water bottle. Everybody you are. carries a water bottle with them Always. these days, it seems. Yeah. Um, whether it's a purchased plastic bottle or their reusable Yeti, um, so many of them. I hardly see one person without a water bottle and a cell phone. Water bottle and <laughs> sure. I got my Yeti right here, although today it has coffee, not water, because I had to be up early. Yeah, way early. Way <laughs> We're early. still trying to wake up here. But the good news is I got a parking spot with no problem. I did, too. Front spot. It's almost like they reserved one for us or Don't something. Don't we feel special? Oh, I no. do, too. I'm right in front of it. It is what it is. I haven't heard many complaints this year about parking. The, um, I really haven't. I think everybody here. I do. You know, they come in the store. Um, it's just different this year. We lost a lot of spots up at the high school with the construction. construction. That's where I was going with that. People get mm-hmm. creative, and I think with the pandemic, it made it. It's okay to have to walk a few blocks. So they um, really encourage people when the pandemic started, get outside, enjoy nature, walk. Um, And so to have to walk the four blocks or three blocks from finding a parking spot up on the hill. And, you know, eight out of ten people, when we ask in the store, where are you from? They're from Chicago. So they're used to walking, you know, the length of Michigan Avenue or State Street, any of those. A lot of people are used to walking. My daughter, Carly, lives in Chicago, and that's nothing for her to just walk. Yeah, you might have to go like a half a mile to get a train or a bus. And I walk to work a lot. It's easy coming down the hill. But when I'm tired, going back up the hill is a little bit of a story. So sometimes I'll call my husband and, and say, can you pick me up? Can you pick <laughs> me up? Or call Please. the interurban and they can pick you up. There, Except for we close at 7 and you're hell, staying later than sometimes that. Sometimes I'm there much <laughs> later than that. Now, I had a question. Up by the Congregational Church on the hill, Griffith Street? Yes. Yeah. There's a little box and it says... Welcome to Saga Talk, parking $5. Do people contribute to that, or do they just take advantage of, there's nobody here to collect the $5? Um, that's the benefit of putting that sign up at a church, I think, and um, we do. Um, there's um, many, many contributions that go in there. Oh, I would good. say that most people contribute when they park there because it is a convenient spot to park. Right, right, right at the convenient. top of the hill. Yeah. And um, 
and that's been good funds to help us um, do all maintenance to our um, 162-year-old building. That was the first building in Saugatuck, yeah. um, First Congregational Church, the really? church up on the hill. And, it's such a pretty church. And um, it was added on to, so, but we still have the original um, sanctuary. We call it the chapel, and then our large sanctuary and the full fellowship hall down in the basement where you can do, we have a commercial kitchen there now, and we have some people that use us to um, like make spices, mixes, or salsa, or pizza, um, anything that requires a commercial kitchen for doing farmer's market items or catering and that kind of items. So if they wanted to get a hold of you about that, how do they get a hold of you to... You can go on our website, firstcongregational.net, or you can call the church office, 269-857-2929. And um, the church secretary is there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 9 to 1. And you can leave a message or um, I was just to get say, a call probably, back. Yep. Probably an uh, opportunity to leave a message if somebody weren't to actually answer the phone and give you the information about that. That's that's great to know. Um there was a time when I thought maybe I wanted to do that. <laughs> and no. <laughs> it is no. what it is. It keeps you busy. And it that, does. that seems it to does. be just such a great fit and for you. And fall is rolling in. That's and fair. we've got the beards back out. Phyllis crochets um, some wonderful beards for us. Oh, and one of people, my favorite pictures. Yeah. <laughs> it was Cameron, right. Kyle, and Clayton with their beards. Yep. And, all at Christmas time, all of the boys were all sitting on the couch with one of your beards on. <laughs> they were young then too, weren't they? But you know, yeah. you know who gets more of a kick out of those? The ladies. I saw the group picture that you sent, where the yeah. whole bunch of bride oh, bridesmaids oh, and the bride came in. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and I wear mine in the winter when I'm walking around town. Um, I get some looks and I wave, but they're. They keep your face warm, you know, and keep that cold off. I've heard people wear them for snow blowing, and yeah, so yeah. it's similar to a face mask, but you it actually leaves the hole open for your mouth, <laughs> right? Right, and the little Which, mustache, and so, the little mustache. So those are back in house and up on display. We're looking forward to getting these um, little plastic plarn items. Plarn oh. items come shopping for a shopping bag. <laughs> <laughs> So tell us about shows at the SCA and volunteer opportunities. Oh, I just saw, I heard you earlier talking about Little Shop of Horrors, and also their um, Legally Blonde um, was the first show this year. Both of them just amazing. The casting that they um, get to do these shows, the sets, the um, music, the band that plays, absolutely amazing. And they're um, Every year they have a training class for volunteers and are in great need of volunteers. When I signed up on um, Thursday, they only had one volunteer so far for Friday night. And so we ended up doing it with three volunteers and then um, staff that's hired by the SCA to help um, with the other positions. They have seven volunteer positions for every night. And you go there about And what do you do? You go about an hour and a half before the show. You sit... Um, for just a little assignment meeting, and then you greet people, or you scan their tickets, or you be an usher, and then you sit and watch the entire show, and then afterwards they hand you a trash bag, and you go up and down the aisles for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, picking up stuff, and, and then go home. And oh, I bet, be I, and I bet 
people in a, in a show, in a venue like that, aren't messy like people at the movie theater. Well, it's kind of funny story on the Little Shop of Horrors. I was getting that mixed up with Rocky Horror Me Picture too, Show. All the time. And I thought we were going to be throwing rice and, right, and, and, and toast. <laughs> <laughs> so I was one. I'm not signing up to volunteer for that one. But, but no, that's not the case. Different yeah. show, different okay. day. Okay. Different. So that's, but the, um, so much fun to talk and greet the guests. A lot of them are coming from Grand Rapids or from out of state or from not in the area. And so you get to tell them, you know, this used to be a pie factor you got to wear your sweater when you go in the theater because it used to be the freezer (laughs) that's awesome i remember walking from the old high school um before it was taken down the stairs that come down by that um treetops house right now on the corner of allegan and and lake street right before the sea we'd we'd go down for lunch either pick up something at the gourmet shop or there was a little corner restaurant or you could walk on down to the butler so you know options we'd come down the stairs and it would be lunchtime at the pie factory and it always smelled just you know like oh i can't imagine you couldn't wait to walk by there it smelled so good but they'd all sit outside in there eating their lunch and they had their little you know hats and hair nets and 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 their little uniforms and stuff and i thought I never want to work there. Mm-hmm. I just want to buy pie. Just buy pie. <laughs> pie, please. Yeah. <laughs> I would think you might get tired of pie if you worked there. I would think so. Although I worked, my first job was Baskin Robbins, and I never got tired of ice cream. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Had a really strong right arm. Where, oh, scooping. Yeah. Where Scooters is now was the gourmet shop. And oh, Bill, Bill and Vincy Wilson shop. lived there, and they had some special things, you know, things that you, you didn't find in the grocery store. And I, I miss miss those days. When I first moved here, I thought that was the only grocery store, so I did my grocery shopping at the gourmet. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> you might have spent a few dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then I figured out that there are grocery stores. There are grocery stores. That was one of my first, my second job, actually, when I moved to Michigan, was yes, working at Taft's. Taft's. And yes. I was there for eight, for eight years. Yep. I always worked, think of Donna. She worked with my mother-in-law, Donna. She just loved you. Grandma Donna. Yeah. She, she babysat my kids. We'd go over for Halloween, trick-or-treating. All four kids would be in costume and go see Grandma Donna. Yeah. Donna Berry was a institution. She was the best. They either wanted to get in her line or not get in her line. If The, the kids with the moms would always want to go in Grandma Donna's line because you know, she'd dote over them and everything. But if you were in a hurry, you didn't want to go in Donna's line because it could you know, <laughs> hold everything up, and yourself included. Get the conversation first and mm-hmm. get groceries paid for second. Right, right. Now I gotta go <laughs> get out. Um, but yeah, I heard earlier talking about Cameron and and your daughter too, and it's so much fun seeing seeing our kids grow up. Oh, and it is. Where they where what are they your go kids doing now? What they get I know you've to been a grandma and, recently, and you've had some weddings. But what's going on with right? your kids? My youngest um, got married in 2021, Katie, and oh. she's up in Holland with two boys and expecting her third. Oh, so oh how exciting! I get to be another new grandma in November. So nice. really excited about that. And then with the pandemic, Kelsey um, always worked in downtown Chicago. And when um, pandemic kind of closed that up, she came back to Michigan. So now I've got both of my girls here. Guess where Kelsey works. Kelsey works. Here's a hint. She serves us (laughs) frosé. 
Yeah. Mm. She has two jobs. That's, oh. that's her. Frosés are Fridays. Okay. Friday Frosé. Okay. With Kelsey. At, yeah. With Kelsey at Retro Boats. And oh. um, her full time job is Wally's. Wally's. And so you can go have Wally's. So she burgers. can go have a burger and then go get a Frosé. Yeah. Dessert. So. Fun, fun, Perfect. fun, having Where's both the girls in town. Jason just retired from the military. Is he He's really? got his 20 years in. Wow, boy. And he got married in 2019, and um, him, um, he and his bride have moved to Virginia, where she's opening up a veterinary practice. Oh, that's exciting. And he went to school for heating and cooling, so that's going to be his second career good for him oh, well, i love that's Jason. something that's never going to go away never go always away. be a need for right? right and then sean is still in north carolina and he's got a new baby boy and a five-year-old girl getting ready to go to kindergarten oh, in fact my. she turns five on thursday this week oh, wow. oh, and then two big girls too and oh. they've got a nice home and the dog and the country living it's yeah. absolutely wonderful to see them grow up. Oh, it is. And to, and to see the successes and that they're happy. And that's the most important thing, that they're happy with their lives. Happy with their lives, yep. That's good. Yeah. That's great. Well, what else is going on um, in, in town here today? I was Tomorrow, wondering, I haven't week. heard about the Labor Day Bridge Walk. Oh. And I don't know if that's What's on that, the like calendar. Weeks away that would be, yeah, a week from. Oh, next. this always happens. I hope so. I hope so, too. So we're, um, I was looking to see if I saw the event online um, because a lot of times, okay, it's a 0.18 of a mile to walk I across. I do that. <laughs> you start on the Douglas side, mm-hmm. and just in case that's too long for you to walk back to get your car, the, can inner call urban, the inner urban the inner urban will be waiting for you. You don't even have to call. So what a we'll service. Have, we'll have the, and then there's an aid station halfway across where you can get a beverage just in case you're thirsty. Well, yeah, because you'd be parked. And yes, yeah, 0.18 of a mile. So yeah. this started... Um, I years at least ago. ten years or more than that. Oh, ago. oh longer Long than that, that because and Donna and Kyle he would spend the night the night before Labor Day with Donna and they would get up and do that. They oh, and cool. do the bridge walk. I remember doing some, it. We've got some cute pictures of the two of them doing it. Um, and there was a pancake breakfast at one time for a couple of years. Yeah, they, they would do that at Berry Field, I think, wouldn't they? I'm or not, no, or at the Masonic. I'm not sure where they did it, but it was it was before the bridge walk. But okay, breakfast first and yeah. bridge walk second, mm-hmm. and that's. Um, I hope that event is coming back, and will um, Scott from um, Sagatuck Douglas Community Rec is the one that puts that on. So we'll look forward yeah, to we'll seeing to if check that's in coming. Yet. If that's going to happen, because Labor Day is just around the corner. Just around the corner. Yeah. Well, that's thank crazy. you, Phyllis. Thank you for coming again today. Thank you. you always have so much to tell with us. Thank you for inviting me. Love to be here. All right, next up we have uh, Andy Lowson coming, right? Already? I'm super stoked to hear about Andy. So let's get that Me disco down, ball down and see if Andy can bust a move. Oh, look at him go. John Travolta. Good morning. Good morning, Andy. Thank you for being here. You know, this is my last day of summer vacation. I got up really? early for oh. this. Do you start school tomorrow? Yep. 
Oh yep. my goodness. That just makes me Man. <laughs> no, it's been a great summer. It's great to get back. And Andy's the kind of teacher that has probably been preparing for this for weeks. The kids just love him. And let's see, you're going to be starting, what, 28th year teaching? 28th year teaching, wow. yes. Wow. Had all those years been with uh, Hamilton? No, I taught Tell for us about that. my first three school years were in Arizona. Oh. And then I met my wife, Kim, who was a longtime Douglas Elementary teacher. Uh, we met on a blind date in Arizona, and both originally from Michigan and wanted to get back here. And so uh, we've been here since 97, so this will be year 26 in Hamilton. Wow. Wow. So tell us a little bit about what is a STEM teacher. I know that it's science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Yep. I, um, I'm kind of the Lego guy, basically. Nice. We, uh each week, each class uh, in our elementary schools come to STEM for 50 minutes, and then um, it rotates. They'll get a little bit of bonus time on Friday with their specials, but just like gym and music and art, they come to STEM. And we really focus on on learning how to problem solve and be creative and, and use the engineering process. But then we also try to take advantage of of being able to be outside and, and explore nature and all those things as well. And, um, yeah, I, this program's been around for, this will be the sixth year of our STEM program, and it's evolved over the years. And, uh, yes, the kids just love it. My goal is always to, I want to be their best hour every week. I bet those kids really look forward to that because you do all kinds of fun things yeah and i just wanted to mention that andy um has been recognized by apple and google for his dedication to helping his colleagues learn to serve their students needs with technology and has consulted on projects for sony toyota and the national football league um, he is also a volunteer um, assistant girls soccer coach and that team's done really well. I, I, I see your yep. post, yeah. Yep. Um, and um, he is recently a sports artist and creates 3D wooden replicas of sports stadium. We're going to talk about all of that and your your art prize and, and all of that. But first, I want to know, um, since COVID, how hard has teaching been? And what do you do to get these kids motivated? Oh, it's been the last three years have just been nothing we were really really prepared for uh i remember so vividly march 12th 2020 when the call came down that schools were going to close and we thought oh, okay it'll be two or three weeks and then we'll be back and everything will be fine and then we never went back that that year that school year and so myself and then all of my colleagues we globally we had to figure out okay how do we how do we do this in the course of about a weekend or a week? And so um, the biggest thing for me that, that's been the challenge, and it, and it slowly eased out last year, was the fact that my kids could not all be at one table sharing materials and collaborating and working together. I remember that, that first day of the 20, it'd be 19, or 2020, 2021 school year, so not this past year. But the one before that, we went in, and I walked into the classroom, and, and the desks were just all spread out, and and they're just, and I'm like, this is this is how 
I've worked 25 years to get away from teaching like that. And, and how do we come back together mm-hmm. and how do we foster collaboration and how do we get them communicating and we're, and we're wearing the mask now so that that cuts down on the communication as well. And, and the age group of the kids trying to make that make sense oh, yeah. to them. Oh, yes, yes. And, and, you know, kindergarten was already a challenge. First grade was already a challenge to teach uh, before that. And now here they are. And and there were there were some pieces that were easier in the sense that like like we had no behavior problems right because everybody was all spread out but before we got like feeling good about that we're like well it's kind of rigged because you know they're not learning how to how to work with each other uh, but then slowly slowly we've been able to bring things back together and and we've been able to um, you know we we focus more on the technology. So we went back and, and did that. And so kids grew in some areas. But last year, as uh, the masking uh, was eased and then we didn't have to contact Trace, we were able to bring everybody back to the same table. And it just felt like, okay, now we're doing, now we're doing this again. Um, but really, my focus through the whole thing was, okay, you've got to find ways to bring joy to not only the classroom, but to your colleagues and everything. And so everything we tried to do, we just tried to make it as fun as possible and, and find the curricular tie-ins here and there. But, you know, it was, it was tough and everybody was going through their own thing. And, and uh, just the more joy we could bring into the classroom. And I always say, if, if your elementary school isn't the happiest place in your town, then you're doing something wrong. Yeah. And, and so that's something that I strive for and now going back this new year i mean i told my wife kim that i have never been it's been a long time since i've been this energized and excited to go back um especially i think it's just a reaction to the last few years i listened to a um podcast that you were on um for stem and you were talking about um trebuchets and hot dog launching and zip lines and stuff yep that that's the fun kind of stuff that makes the kids eager and want to learn oh yeah i'm that they can do and so tell us about some of these fun things that you do to to bring that joy (laughs) well i'm basically like a grandparent the teacher drops their kid off for 50 minutes Mm -hmm. And I shake them up and rev them up as much as I can. And then they come back and get them. And I'm like, mm, good luck <laughs> that way. So, uh, so one of, one of the, the, the ultimate favorite things uh, that my kids love to do is probably one of the laziest teaching things I've ever put together. Because I walked in the classroom one day and I'm like, ah, you know, this is getting into the end of January, February. I'm like, what are we going to do today? So I'm like, all right, I got some fish line. And I got some Legos and I stretched the fish line across the room and I put out tubs of Legos and I said, that's a zip line. Now figure out how to, how to go down, make your Legos go down the zip line. And pretty soon the kindergartners, they were snapping stuff together and trying it out. And, and I just stood back and I watched as they went just an endless cycle. They go down the zip line and they go add something and they come back. And I realize like that's the exact that's like the heart of the program right there. That's teaching them to have an idea, try it out, modify that idea. And if we can ingrain that as kindergartners, then I mean, I mean that, that's that's where you're building that foundation. Yes. Everything else that's going to happen, they need to learn the the foundation and how do I fix this if if 
that's falling apart. Yeah. And what can I do? And it's okay to fail. Yes. And I can go back and try that again. And that's part of the excitement of the learning yeah. and then mastering that. And, and then we take the zip line outside. Oh, oh wow. Boy. Tie it to the slide. And yeah. whoa, we get to take the Legos outside. How is it different now? Yeah. 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 And, and then last year at Blue Star, we just kind of threw it together. Uh, we ended up doing a Saturday in February. We created a cardboard sled race. Oh, awesome. And it was so much fun for, well, it kind of became a big flex for all the dads to see, like, how cool of a cardboard <laughs> sled they and their kids could build, right? I mean, we had we had cardboard boats wrapped in Tyvek. We had all kinds of stuff. Right. But the kids were so excited about it. And then the parents were telling me that day, like, oh, you got to do this again. You got to do this again. And so those all those out of the box opportunities, like I'm always looking for how can we use these things? Um, we have these straws and connectors and I can just put those out and then the groups just start building and then it's a race to see who can get to the top of the get to the ceiling. Um, we have uh, a Glowforge laser cutter that is yeah. just so cool. Um, and the way that kids can prototype and, and create something, and we can cut it, and they can take that home within the span of an hour is really powerful. And just, um, you know, I was a technology teacher. It was just technology for, um, gosh, I think 16 years. Uh, and then it morphed into STEM. And we did so much stuff on screens, but I found that's really powerful is when kids can do something on a screen and then that translates into something real life. We have these Sphero robots that are just, they're balls that, that can be controlled with an iPad. And just for a young kid to be able to do the coding on the screen and then press a button and then something physically follows that, it's such a big jump from them learning to code on a screen where it's just kind of like a video game and they can make a character do something it's it and and then you know going back to how is teaching changed uh through the pandemic these kids were on screen so much at home that end of the year and then they had to do so much virtual work besides that and and really last year we tried to take the screen away as much as we possibly could when we didn't need it because we needed them interacting uh, personally interpersonally again and we needed them interacting with things that weren't technology based and weren't screens and so um you know it's 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 really it's really a uh, I'm trying to find the word an honor a blessing all those things wrapped into one to get to have this program get to have the trust of my principals and administrators in Hamilton that um you know, whatever we do in STEM, they know is going to be best for the kids and it's going in the right direction. And I have that that ultimate freedom to just go in there. Oh, what are we going to do with this today? Yeah. That's great. Okay, well, we have to go uh, on another little break here. You're listening to talk Sargatuck on Sunday on 92.7 The Van and 92.7thevan.com. We will be right back and talk more with Andy Losick and uh, find out about Art Prize and some other wonderful things that are going on. Uh, stay tuned. Grab a cup of coffee, and we'll be right back.
to Sagatuck on Sunday. We are here with my co-host Sherry White and my guest Andy Losick. But before um, we continue talking with um, Andy, uh, Greg has handed me a couple of new um, events that need to get out there in the world. First, we have the Big Blue Classic Charity Golf Outing, which will take place Thursday, September 22nd. It's a 9 a.m. shotgun start, and it will be at Clearbrook Golf Club um, out in Saugatuck. If you have questions, you can contact Kevin Shippa at 616-212-3391. All the the proceeds from this benefit, Operation Hope for Allegan Youth. So, again, that's the Big Blue Classic Charity Golf Outing, Thursday, September 22nd. So if you want to play or sign up your team or you just want to make a donation, contact Kevin Shippa. There is a superhero fun run. Um, It's a 5K and 10K charity run that will be on October 1st. um, And it is for kids. Is it just for kids or no? Anyway, it starts at 11 a.m. at Wicks Park Bar and Grill in Saugatuck. Um, Again, for Operation Hope for Allegan Youth. And um, you may call 231-878-8566 to sign up or if you have any questions. This one is um, sponsored by Encompass Wellness right here in um, Saugatuck area. And again, that's the Superhero Fun Run. It's for adults. For adults and children. There's a 5K and a 10K. Okay, and and then also there's a night up for charity, a black and white mask ball, September twenty second, two thousand twenty two, on the Star of Saugatuck at six o'clock p.m. All proceeds are benefiting Operation Hope for Allegan Youth, and you need to call two three one eight seven eight eight five six six for more info. This event's sponsored by the Star of Saugatuck and Encompass Wellness as well. Oh, it's really a fun going night. after it. That's great. That's great. Lots of activities coming up. A way to give back. All right. We are going to talk some more with Andy Losick here. Um, Andy and I go way back into the <laughs> olden days of the Butler Deck. He and his wife, Kim, um, worked at the Butler Deck that I was running. We served corn dogs quite a bit. We did. <laughs> and we listened to a lot of Don Middlebrook. Cheeseburger uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> in paradise. Oh, oh, my gosh. Those were the Girl good old days. Girl with the tag out. Yep. Jimmy Buffett's TV guy. Yep. Yeah. How, how long have you and Kim been married? Uh, we just celebrated 25 years this year. I hope that's Congratulations. right. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Your silver anniversary. Yeah. Oh, how fun. And they have a beautiful daughter, Casey, who um, who has worked for us at um, It Is What It Is. I hate to see her go back to college. She's already gone. We had her for just a little while at the store um, up until Memorial Day when she got done with college till Memorial Day. And then she left for a month-long uh, study abroad in Italy. And then we had her for a little bit, 4th of July. And now she's gone back to Mississippi State. Starkville, Mississippi. Yes. Stark Vegas. Yes. Stark Vegas. <laughs> she's and an amazing young woman. She is. She's going to make a ama- difference. Amazing young woman. And it's not surprising because she had Andy and Kim as her parents. You know, great teachers. Motivated. That girl can do 
anything and everything. If I say, you know what, we need to change a light bulb, she's got the ladder out and already done it before I can say, and we'll need to find a ladder. You know? And then oh. she's got Bob and Linda for grandparents, oh, who I adore. That they're just great. But she also makes things um, for us. If, if I come up with an idea and say, this is what I want, she goes home and she just makes it and she comes back and, and we sell it. And that's what's helping put her through school. Well, and uh, that's why as an architecture student, She's, she's an architect. She's got that. Um, she's got that drive just to get things done. Yeah. And then she just has this brain. I was. It was probably. She was probably ten or eleven where we couldn't build anything together anymore because her brain, math wise, was ten steps ahead of mine um, on how we were going to create this, and 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 she would just get so frustrated. And so I quickly became the guy that held the held the board so she could saw it and, <laughs> and she had been ever since about that age been collecting these power tools one year for christmas she get a bandsaw one year she get a, a belt sander or a, or a miter saw and that cardboard and cutter that how many girls oh yeah that's that awesome yep and and so this year things lined up where she is going to be living in a house off campus for the next two or three years while she's there and she had a big garage, and so we filled up the truck in the U-Haul in August and drove down there, and now she's got this great wood, wood shop. shop in her wow. in her garage because the architecture wood shop isn't always open. And she's got uh, some really good friends who are in the building construction science program, and so they're, they've already been over there building cornhole Watch boards out, for tailgates. Watch out, these and, people. Yeah, yeah these kids so, are going to take it over. It's so just, exciting to see. And, 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 that, and that's kind of how I teach. You just give them the tools and encouragement and, and see what they can do. Ignite the spark and yep. just let them go and figure it out. Yep. That's great. Casey does other things, too. She is top-notch equestrian. Yes. 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 What kind of awards does that girl have? Her dad's not the only one with all the awards. So. No, yeah. Um, <laughs> that I mean, fall, didn't fall far from the tree. Yeah. yeah, the the horse thing was just another passion. Um, and that's, you know, all that drive and organization, I always say that comes from her mom, but, but especially the horse stuff because yeah, I, mar- I married into this whole horse thing <laughs> 25 years ago. And, and it's... Um, it's it's an absolute wonderful lifestyle we have. We live um, Ganges area, and we have three horses at our house, and it's just it's just a great. And she's great shown thing. them since she was how old? Oh, five, five, five six. Yeah. Started at uh, showing her pony at, at the Holland Western Saddle Club, and then um, from there got into the Michigan Quarter Horse and the National Quarter Horse Circuit, doing some of those shows, and now she's competing for Mississippi State. In college equestrian. And the cool thing about college equestrian from an ownership standing is that you don't take your horse to college. You um, you ride all of the horses Their at horses. the university. So Mississippi State's got 80. 80 so she has 80 to wear a whole new horse. Yeah. And, and so for her growing up, you know, you know, we saved and everything. So she had a competitive horse. But in the in the horse showing world, it's so much who your trainer is and how expensive your horse is, you know. And so she's showing against kids with two hundred thousand dollar horses oh, wow. like this. But you go to college and it's all based on how you are as a rider. And so 
Uh, they went over to Auburn last spring, and she came home with this giant ribbon. She was the high point rider for the whole for the whole meet. Wow! And, and uh, kudos to Casey. Yeah, yeah and it was, and it was, and we, we took her we took a little joy because Auburn was one of those schools on her list that didn't quite give her the attention that Mississippi State did. And so for her to go over there and then win big and yeah. Yeah, beat yeah. Auburn. Was That's great. awesome. Great. Okay, so Andy also makes things for my store. And he is a recent, um, how do you describe it? Um, a wood artist? Or yeah. what would you say? So I, I, I just go with sports artist because so much of the stuff that I make is, is sports related. Uh, but since since uh, twenty March of 2020, I've developed this technique of creating buildings and sports stadiums out of wood. Uh, I have the Glowforge laser engraver and cutter. And so what I do is I, I look at a stadium and I kind of break it down into different layers, the different upper decks and seating areas. And then what I do is um, through Adobe Illustrator and other computer programs, I'm able to lay out and, and get the shapes right and, and put the seating sections in there. And then I run three millimeter or eighth inch maple through my laser cutter and it cuts all these layers out and then I stack them up to create these 3D stadiums. And so um, that's another one of those things where I had this machine at home during during uh, lockdown, pandemic, whatever you want to call that era. And both Casey and I spent so much time just developing new techniques and seeing what this thing could do. And so, um, so it's, it's become a pretty lucrative, um, business for me as I've, I would make stuff and I would share it out on social media and, and people would start to want to buy those. And then from there I created an Etsy shop called classic stadium fire and, um, all kinds of people have found and me. That caught fire. Yeah, you're making a yeah. hundred stadiums yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. Wow. A, lot of, a lot of people have found me through that. And one of the boosters at the University of Wisconsin Platteville um, reached out to me in late July and said, "Hey, can you do a hundred of our stadium by September 9th for our 50th anniversary of the stadium?" And I thought, mm, "Sure, sure." Why not? I can do this. I can do this. We'll we'll make this happen. And, and how so, many do you have done? So I uh, I have all 100 built. Nice. And so right now I'm just putting the I'm going through each one and putting any doing any touch up work or or I put a little sawtooth hanger on the back and a, and a logo and sign those and stuff. So I'm getting ready to ship those out. And so uh, so that's that's taken up most of August for me. I think so. But uh, but it's 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 been. Um, been so much fun. I mean, I met met families of Hall of Famers and big leaguers and national champions who have ordered these for their That's for awesome. their families. All right. Now, next, I want to talk to you about the the evolution of Michigan and Trumbull. All right. What is that? I know where Michigan and Trumbull so, is. Oh, me too. So, Michigan and Trumbull, the corner in in downtown Detroit, is where the old Tiger Stadium stood from. 1912 through 1999 and it was actually Bennett Park there was one before that there was Bennett Park that was there um, Bennett Park was torn down and then they built Navin Field in 1912 and then slowly added on to Navin Field 
to what would eventually become Tiger Stadium that lots of us um, got to experience. And for me, I, I don't I don't know about you, but going to Comerica Park for a Tigers game is fun, but it's just not the same. It's not the same because it's, it doesn't right. it doesn't hold those. I mean, I remember nineteen the summer of nineteen eighty going there the first time with my grandpa and it um and like walking through the tunnel and seeing the green and the blue and everything and so um so what i've been able to do for art prize is i'm doing six of those models starting with old bennett park and then and then going to uh 1912 1926 when they added the upper deck uh, 1934 when they added onto it again, and then a 1936 version, having all of those around the outside, and then I have uh, a 1999 version of Tiger Stadium sitting in the middle, and so you can how see it, how big is this. So each each of the models is in is about eight by ten, and so it's going to be situated on uh, like a 36 by 24 piece of wood. Um, so they'll all be on there, all mounted, all hanging, and so you can see how it. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Where slowly we, grew. Where is it going to be? So, so it's, it'll be at Flanagan's Irish Pub okay. in um, Grand Rapids, just off Rosa Park Circle there. Um, kind That's of a by, fun place. Kind of by Mojo's. Yeah. And and it was an interesting process for, for Art Prize because you have to get accepted, and then you have to reach out and connect with one of the venues find one of the venues do they help you with that do they say not not really you're you're given a map and, of and descriptions oh, okay. of mm-hmm. where where you might want it so i thought for the type of people that would know this and appreciate this the best let's do something like a, a sports bar or something sports themed related that Ah, way so got it you know i i reached out to lots of places and flanagan's right there um towards the end said yeah this sounds like a good good fit so i'm excited to and you're right in the middle of everything, so hopefully yeah, you get less yeah. of exposure there. Yeah. I've never been to Art Prize. Oh, we'll have to go because I, I would love, to love go. going. Yeah, I hear um, all kinds of good things about but now I really have a reason to yeah, go. Yeah. So we can go to Flanagan. Let's have lunch. I love a sports bar. And it's, um, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, the, the exposure is something that I'm just excited to see. Oh, I would be over the moon. Oh, excited absolutely. to see how these things can grow because really it's, it's these different relationships I've built with people throughout throughout this this process uh there's a guy from kansas city area who's been to i don't know 20 of the 30 some major league ballparks and so we've made a whole bunch of those for him and then i'm able to personalize it and um and you know put scoreboards on there sure one one of the neat projects that I did locally was for Mark Banky and Hamilton Softball. He's their head coach, and we created a version of the Hamilton High School softball field for each of the seniors and personalized it with their names and everything. And then the outfield scoreboard we engraved it so that it was the exact replica of the last game they played there with the oh, hits and oh, runs what great and everything say. that way. And so, um, oh, I'm sure that meant a lot. So, the, so the kids, yeah, the girls really, really like that. So, when is Art Prize? It's usually in the fall. So, it starts October, or no, excuse me, September 16th, then runs through 
the weekend of October 9th, I believe. Okay, so from mm. September 16th to October 9th. Yep, and it's all downtown Grand Rapids, and it stretches through all kinds of different venues. And artprize.org will have have all that information. But it's it's um, it's pretty amazing. And, and, you know, there's competitions and prizes involved. But for me, it's just an honor to, A, be accepted and, and and be able to put this work out there just for more people to share. Because it's, I always tell people, it's, it's fun, it's rewarding in itself to to do art and create something that Absolutely. that you like yes. and that you enjoy. And But when other people see it and appreciate it, it's just, I mean, it's, it's priceless that way. Yeah. So I know a lot of the artists are by their uh, art. Mm-hmm. Will you be there on weekends? I will. I'm going to try. I'm not sure about every weekend, but um, yes, I'm going to spend quite a bit of time up there, and and even even some of the weeknights after school. I always enjoy talking to the artists and and learning about their pieces and what they come from. And you, I think, would have so much to talk about with STEM and everything else, and especially you're going to have a lot of little boys that. You know, love baseball in the stadiums are going to be really oh, his, interested. His students alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. No, hey, guys, I'm going to, Mr. Losick's going to be at this bar in Grand Rapids. <laughs> Come on up. And- <laughs> no. Now, um, in previous years, prior to Christmas season, we always have Mr. Losick's, what's it called? Oh, is it? Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, where you talk about the, the best. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Toys, and we've seen you at, on Channel Eight and Fox Seventeen, and Channel Eight. Yep, we've we've had a, a yearly tradition of being able to go up there. I put together a Christmas list early in the season. Try to have that out by Black Friday. Just coming from a STEM teacher's perspective and a parent's perspective of really engaging toys and gifts that for your kids that really have added benefits of learning and and problem solving and creativity. Back in the day, I used to sell Discovery toys. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you've heard of that. And they were educational toys, but they were were fun, you Mm -hmm. know, and um, nonviolent, which was huge back then. Oh, absolutely. Anyway, um, I used to just love to get the the, the fall and Christmas catalog and say, what's new and what can I give my kids that is fun for them to play? You know, like X from Outer Space was a math game, and they didn't even know it. Well, that's what's And nice. if you can get them involved in things like that. So yeah, I'd and, like to see that list. Maybe I can carry some things in my store well, that yeah. would be appropriate. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and so much, I, I, I mentioned this earlier, but... The focus has been unplugged toys lately. Yes, like things that don't require the technology. I love that. I love um, that. One of the one of the and and I and I have the kids help me come up with. They they have a big role in telling me, like like what are the things you want? Like what are the things you have? Um, and then I include those. And one of the neat things last year were just pipes and connectors for making blanket forts. Oh, and blanket the, fort. And the, the, uh, the pipes. So they had the, to build the frame. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. to build the frame, and then you just throw sheets and blankets over the top. And this particular set, I, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but all the everything was glow-in-the-dark inside. So oh, then you, even better. you throw the blankets over the top, and then you, you can, um, you know, then you can see. And, and, and I love the kid-approved list. Yes, 
Yes. Makes even more sense. Yeah, we and we, we go through all of those all of those types of things with with them, you know, because was it kicks kicks cereal, one of the worst cereals ever was a mother approved, kid approved or whatever. Like there's there's not a kid. Mother that, approved, kid tested, something yeah, like that yeah. was their slogan. With a cup of sugar poured on top, maybe. <laughs> right. but. And it rips up the top of the kid's mouth. You gotta get to the bottom of the cereal bowl with that sludge of sugar at the bottom. Oh, oh yeah, we've all been there. Well, thank you, Andy. We look forward to going to uh, Grand Rapids and seeing you on um, Art's Prize. And um, do you have any plans um, to do that list again on oh yeah on oh yeah TV? Okay. yeah that'll be yeah we'll we'll you'll have to keep us all I will uh, on know, that um, maybe need to come back and preview that or something yeah well, maybe, that's a good idea maybe yeah. um, what else do you want to tell us um, about starting school tomorrow well it's one of the, the the cool things about being an educator is you still get the joy of last day of school excitement you still get the joy of a summer and you still get that that renewal of coming back and when we are eager yeah. yeah well for the most part eager to to learn well the excitement the energy of kids showing up that first day um is is, is really is really special and and just just kind of to take the step back and mm-hmm. to just feel that energy mm-hmm. is, is something that Sometimes as educators we don't don't do enough of, but I mean what a what a blessing to get to do what now, we get to do. Your wife retired after how many years of teaching at Douglas Elementary? Well, she was at Douglas twenty four years, 24 and so years. and then she had taught she had taught six years in Arizona before. Uh, we moved here, so she got her 30 done last So this year. will be a very different start of the school year for her oh. because her daughter's away in mm-hmm. Mississippi and her husband's going off to school every day. What is Kim going to do? Well, for 30 years, Kim has had this ball of energy in late August to get this classroom ready. Mm-hmm. So um, the other day, she decided that her closet needed to be redone. So instead of instead of remodeling, so a, class, mine. So remodeling a classroom, she's, Maybe work, myself. she's working yeah. on, on remodeling her closet. But um, Kim was unemployed uh, as a retired educator last year for about a month. And then Wendy Miller, longtime friend and, and former Douglas Elementary educator of hers, um, reached out and said, who works for Grand Valley now, and Wendy was able to bring her into this cool program that Grand Valley has where they match college tutors with elementary students. And so Kim goes online and she um, observes and evaluates and then helps mentor the college kids to be be better tutors. And so it's, it's, it's been, uh, it was a neat fit end of last year for her because it gave her flexibility. She could work for home work from home but she still had that connection right and, because and after using doing that, that for so many years you don't that, just yeah. stop yeah you yeah, know yeah. and you still have something to give right. and i know my uh son kyle thoroughly enjoyed kim uh, she was his first grade teacher i believe in kindergarten kindergarten too. yeah and that's and how first grade that's and, how we ended up at the butler deck with yeah. you too because <laughs> um but yeah it's um 
No, she's 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 got a, a she's neat got projects thing. lined up and uh, oh yeah, and then she has that flexibility to go down and, and see Casey Moore uh, for equestrian meets, and um, she and Betsy Weber, another DES legend, mm-hmm. uh, they spend lots of time. Just probably see them walking, walking around Saugatuck, and, and I admire and just that they can it. get up and yeah walk. You know, you know, Mark Twain said, don't let school interfere with your education. And um, sometimes things about schools can interfere with your career as an educator. And you still have that passion inside to educate. But, you know, dealing with the whole mm-hmm. everything of, of the workplace and everything isn't, <laughs> you know, isn't always the best for you. But, you know, she's super happy and uh, it's it's great to see. You know, great to see her still using those right, gifts, right. doing other things. Well, I think we've had a fun show today. And I think so, too. I'd like to thank Andy for being our guest. <laughs> Don't forget to go see him on Art Prize. Phyllis Ife was with us, and uh, look forward to always talking with Phyllis. She's she's such a go-getter she everywhere. Is. And thank you, Sherry, for being my co-host today. My pleasure. My <laughs> it pleasure. It was fun. It was fun. It was early. Like to thank our sponsors, Charming Saugatuck Rentals, the Interurban Transit Authority, Back to the Fuchsia Flower Shop, and Mill Pond Realty. You're listening to Saugatuck on Sunday. I'm Patty Beery. That's Patty with an I and Beer with a Y. I have enjoyed being your host, and uh, hopefully they'll ask me back again. Thank you. You're listening to Saga Tech on Sunday on 92.7 The Van and 92.7.com. Enjoy your Sunday. Thanks for joining us this morning for Saga Tuck on Sunday with your host, Gregory Muncy. Today's show has been brought to you by Mill Pond Realty, Back to the Fuchsia, the Interurban, and Charming Saga Tuck Rentals. If you'd like to hear today's show, you can go to our website for the podcast, 927thevan.com. It's also on our mobile app. And join us next Sunday, 7 a.m. for Saga on Sunday on the Lake Shores, 927 the Van.